Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Middle Class Podcast, hosted by Brian Cooper. Today, I have with me the lovely Lucy. Hi. So, this is the third time trying this because my laptop is a little behotch today. Um, but the thing I wanted to talk about was the movie Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. World War II movie. Opening scene, incredible. Because, dude, it's doing it again. I'm going to cry. I'm going to lose my shit. Please forgive me, everybody, if I'm going to do my best to compensate for the random pauses, but I use a free software because broke, and everything I use is free, and I have a shitty laptop that was given to me doing everything that I can, so please forgive the hiccups in the audio. But, as I was saying, the thing was, in the opening scene, it's D-Day, and this is June 6, 1945. Okay. Or 44. June 6, 1944, I believe. And they show the rawness in it. Guys are throwing up. Guys are praying. Guys are nervous. Guys are, like, totally, like, fucking battle-hardened. And they're just sitting there like, let's do this. Like, they're so ready to go. And it follows, like, a certain group of guys. And Tom Hanks is one of the main characters in this movie. Oh. Vin Diesel's also in this movie. What? Yes. I gotta see this. And um, so Tom Hanks is actually the um, the company commander. He's either the company commander. Yeah, because he, he's a captain, so he's a company commander. And so they're riding on the transport boat, and then there's artillery coming in, explosions all around them. Great fucking opening scene. It's legendary. Yeah. The opening... 20 minutes there is there is no movie that compares to this so the main part that i want to talk about is they go on this mission and it's a ridiculous like the storyline like it's not realistic whatever i'm just gonna move on from that but there's these scenes where so at the beginning of the movie they take obviously historically accurate they take the beaches of normandy the yeah. Ameri- America, we succeed in securing the beaches. So we secure the beaches, and then there's this part where um, these Germans are fleeing, and they're, like, trying to run away because the Americans are overwhelming them. Yeah. And they're trying to run through these trenches, and the Americans, like, get on top of the trenches, and they fire down in, in the trench, and then it's just basically, like, shooting monkeys in a barrel, right? Jeez. So... They slaughter him, they take the beach, and then Vin Diesel's character, he actually hops down in the trench, and they start searching the bodies and stuff like that, because the, the main thing, you want to search for intel, maybe there's an officer that had a map of like the next strategic move gotcha. in the war, you know what I mean? They're searching yeah. for intel. And then so, Vin Diesel searches this one German, and he finds a, a Hitler youth knife on him. And he gives it to one of these other guys, I don't know the actor's name, and he has not been in many movies at all and but he's been in a couple so he hands it to this act this other guy and he goes hey so and so this is a hitler youth knife and he looks at it and he goes oh would you fucking would you shit and then like he's jewish yeah and now it's known at the time that hitler dislikes the jews but when they stormed omaha beaches I don't believe America or the Russians knew about the concentration camps yet. No. But I think there was still like a a world-renowned, like everybody knew 
that Hitler hated the Jews, but they also didn't know what was going on in the concentration camps yet, I believe. So there's this really emotional moment and like all the soldiers around him, they kind of like start consoling him and they're like, we know, man, like it's, yeah. So it's moments like that, but there's this one really good moment with Tom Hanks, right? They're on this mission. Well, there it goes. It's just going to tell me to go fuck myself in the middle of my sentence. So they're on this mission, right? And then they stumble upon this machine gun emplacement. There's a German's. And they're protecting, it's kind of like a radio, like a bunker with like a radio equipment or something like that. And the guys, like everybody in the squad is like, because it's only like a team of like 10 guys, I think, maybe. Okay. And like it's a small, it's not even, it's, it's like a squad element. And they're like, let's just go around, sir. Like whatever, like let's go around, Captain, blah, 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 all this shit. And he's like. What do you mean, go around? We can't go around this. We have to take it. And then they're all looking at him, and he's, like, taking off his gear because he's he's stripping down to the bare minimums for this because you need to be able to move quickly, and they're carrying a lot of shit, you know? Okay. So he's, the, Tom Hanks starts taking off all his gear, and he's the officer in charge. He's the captain. Yeah. And so he starts taking off his gear, and they're like, sir, we, we should just go around. This isn't a part of our mission. And he goes, oh, so we're going to go around this machine gun for the next, you know, element of Americans to walk through and get gunned down because they might not see it quick yeah. enough. He's like, we're fortunate enough that we stop. We're moving slow enough that we saw this. He kind of explains it. And he goes, we're taking this fucking machine gun out. Like, that's the end of it. No. He goes, we're here to win the fucking war. And, and I think someone says something. I forgot exactly what the other person in the element says. And he goes, I thought we were here to win the fucking war. Yeah. Not you know just do the one thing we were told to do no we're fucking america and we're here to liberate you know what i mean yeah and it's like a really thing and then he's like really adamant about this and then um his uh his platoon sergeant uh or i think it's he's like a i want to say he was a sergeant first class and he's he was probably he's basically the head nco of the group non-commissioned officer oh and he goes Sir, um, I don't think something. And he goes, why don't you shut up? Like, this is like, like, he's like really adamant. Like, we're fucking taking this machine gun out and that's the end of it. Yeah. And he goes, strip down to weapons and ammo. So they, he's like, take a couple grenades, your, your weapon and just ammo. You don't need your canteen. You don't need this. You don't need that. You don't need fucking anything else. All you need is your weapons and ammo. Right. And then they have this one kid and they're like, you're going to stay in the rear with the gear. You're going to watch. Nobody comes up behind us. And they're, they're going to leave this one guy here to watch everybody's shit, right? And then they take the main guys and they got one medic with them. They only have one medic. So they go and then they creep up and then they start the attack, right? Yeah. And it's beautiful because the way they shoot this film, like it's honestly the artistry in this film. Like the way it's shot is fucking beautiful. And they filmed the majority of this scene as the guy in the rear. The guy in the rear, his name is Upham. Okay. And he's their German translator. And he's kind of, like, known as a sissy. Like, throughout the military, like, there's a saying, like, for people who have seen the movie, they're like, don't be an Upham. Because there's also (laughs) another scene that that I'll get to. And so, Upham's in the back. And 
they shoot the scene of Upham looking through like this little scope. It's kind of like a periscope. Yeah. And he's watching and then the Americans, they launch the attack and then they're maneuvering and they're throwing grenades. And it's this really intense scene. Then they finally take out the gun and everything. And then all of a sudden, like this, this happens in war is that there's all this intense fighting, machine gun fire, yelling, explosions, grenades going off, all this shit, right? And then it's followed by dead silence because one side stops shooting or the other and you go, okay, did we get them all? Yeah. And you have to listen and you have to look and you have to be, and then your alertness is through the fucking roof, right? Yeah. There's a moment of silence and then you hear, up, 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 and then they're like, bring the fucking gear. And then he, he grabs all the shit and he's got all this shit and he's running, he's running, he's running. And the medic got shot. <gasps> he got shot in the gut. Wow. So he's gut shot. He's fucked, right? Yeah. When you get gut shock, uh, gut shot, you, you know, that's hitting organs, artery, who knows? Yeah. Like, you're fucked. So he gets shot, right? He's dying. And then they're like, tell us how to fix you. Tell us how to fix Tell us what to do. Tell us what to do. Yeah. And he's like, uh, uh, more morphine. Uh, and then they, like, he's he's dying. Yeah. So, and then they kind of console him, and then the guy dies, right? Oh. And it hits the captain really hard. But then they realize that they're like they wounded this one German and he's still alive. Uh-oh. And that all of a sudden they pan over and then one of the soldiers, he's like beating the fucking shit out of this German. Right. He's beating the piss out of him. And they're like, let me at him. Let me. And they're all like, like they're starting to beat the shit out of him. Right. Yeah. There's this whole thing. They make him start digging his grave, all this other shit, whatever. And while that's going on, uh, Tom Hanks slips away for a moment, right? Yeah. He slips away and he has this really intense moment where throughout, like, the amount of shit that has transpired at this point in the movie is, like, how, like, the men that he's lost when he when he stormed the beach, the missions that they did previously, all this shit. And he Tom Hanks is, like, really level-headed and keeps his shit together. Like, he's, he's a human being. Like, he's a fucking soldier, right? Right. He slips away to go be by himself for a moment. And he just breaks down. He starts crying. He's shaking. And like everything that's happened to him since, you know, the war popped off and everything like that, it all catches up with him. And it's this really intense, heavy moment. And he's crying. And then he stops and he realizes and he looks over his shoulder to see if anybody sees him because he can't let his men see him because then they would see it as like a sign of weakness. Like, oh, the captain's not fit to lead on or whatever like that so he looks and he's like oh shit and he kind of wipes his face and he gets himself together and then he comes and then he meets up with the rest of the guys again yeah and he's all level-headed again like that never happened yeah and there's there's scenes like that in war movies that are just like uh, that lets you know like the humanity behind the people that have to fight in these wars yeah and it's just like it's something to me that like it for people who haven't seen saving private ryan i fucking highly recommend like it's it's such an intense movie. It sounds it's very, very gory. Uh, it's very gory, especially the opening scene. Like I said, but it's it shows a lot of what really happens during war. And there's certain war movies, like it's just amazing. Okay, like, that shit is so intense. I've I've heard a couple co- yeah. yeah compliments for that movie, but honestly, oh. I didn't think I was gonna like it because I'm not really. War- <sighs> anti-war movies the thing is with war movies like certain war movies you have to really watch them with like a certain tone like you have to wanna 
if you watch these movies not only for like the beautiful film and the artistry of it but you watch it with an eye of like attempting to learn something or yeah. it's like trying to f- like imagine the emotions that these men went through and women throughout these wars and stuff like that and i just i love film i love movies when they're able to capture a moment like that like when in the script and in the dialogue like there's this saving private ryan has so many epic memorable moments right right and uh i guess it's just something about like certain movies it's just such a beautiful thing like what what's one of your favorite movies think of like a really intense really intense where you feel like there's lessons to be learned from that movie honestly i can't really think of any on the top of my head no it's been a while since i've seen movies oh movies are so good i I just love movies i just told you i just watched like talent what was it talladega night talladega night yeah i just yeah i can't believe you just saw three that's so fucking funny that's so fucking funny to me (laughs) Oh my god, it's so good. Well, I could go on about movies all day. Alright, people let me know if you want me to do like a whole podcast on like great movies and great scenes that I love. As long as one person tells me they want to hear that, I'll fucking do it. Because that's who I'm doing it for. You know what I mean? Okay. But something else I want to talk about is insurance companies. Insurance companies, I swear to god, are silent killers. Because you pay and you pay and you pay hundreds a month and thousands upon thousands over your lifetime to car insurance, life insurance, homeowners insurance, all these fucking insurances, right? Right. But the second you need them, you want to cash in, they fight you tooth and nail for that money that you've been giving them all that time. Doesn't make any sense. And then if you do get the money... That you are rightfully entitled to, your rates go up. Yeah. That's what kind of fucking shit is that? I don't understand the whole concept of it either. It's just, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. As soon as you get into a ar- car accident, you just, yeah, your rates go crazy. It's just, it doesn't make sense to me, honestly. It's that, horseshit. Yeah, because my brother was, I mean, I kind of understand because it was his first accident, but... Still, his I don't even know what his rate is right now, but I remember he was just fucking. I'm not gonna say bitching, but yeah, he was complaining about it. He was like, "Are you fucking serious?" He's like, "I've been with them. I think it was, what was it? Progressive Geico. I can't really say who he was with, but yeah, his rates like shot through the roof. It was fucking crazy. I couldn't believe it. I was like, doesn't make any sense to me. That's the whole point of having insurance, though. Yeah, no shit. Thought it was like a little, you know, save my money until. It does fucking happen. Exactly. Like, it's just, I think insurance companies are truly silent killers. Because it's like, you have, you're forced to do it. Yeah. You get fined if you don't have car insurance. Yeah. I think car insurance companies are literally the devil. Because think about how many people they fuck over and how much money they make. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to Google that right now. We're going to do a fucking... Research? I'm going to look up... How much a CEO earns of car insurance salary? Does it matter? Do you have to like think of a brand? This is horseshit. What? Who's making the money? It says insurance company CEOs earn salaries averaging between one hundred and forty and one hundred and fifty thousand annually. That's a lie. 
There's no way that's all they're making. Yeah, I know. It's, they're just covering that up. You know, they make a lot more than oh, that. Oh, here we go. Hey, big spender insurance company, CEO salaries, body shop business, whatever. This guy, Edward Rust, it, do, it doesn't say the rest of his name, $1,526,094. Bonus not applicable. Other commissions not applicable. Bullshit. <laughs> Jerry Chateau, annual salary, $657,008. Bonus? $2.3 million. God damn. Other commissions? $6 million. That's the shit I'm talking about right there. Jeez. Fuck that. That is so trash. It is. That's what I'm talking about right fucking there. That's it. Like You're basically making a deal with the devil. Exactly. And it's like you're forced into it. Like I just, I think, and I hate politics, but it's like there's so many things that could be just so much better in this country. What? Like, I'm telling what, you that's what why we're going to say. Obamacare? No, no. What the fuck? No. <laughs> but, I mean, there's too many people to do universal. You know what? Actually, um, I heard this... Uh, now, whether it's true, I didn't really look into it too heavily, is that it was said by, like, this, uh, he, he was actually, like, a really respected economist. I can't remember his name at the time, but um, he said, in order to give every American health insurance, we would have to allocate the entire federal government's budget. However many billions, if not trillions of dollars that is. Yeah. Just to healthcare. God damn. We wouldn't have any money left over for a military, for salaries, for like literally there wouldn't be any money. So then at that point, if you want the United States government to give every uh, 330 million people health insurance and that number's growing. And especially because I, I believe Biden wants to. Um, uh, a legal or not legalized, but um, turn eleven million illegal immigrants that are in the United States into U.S. citizens. So add another eleven million. Jesus. So we got three hundred and forty-one, and you know it's even more than that. Let's just say three hundred and fifty million people to give them health insurance. The entire federal government's budget would just be that. So that means the state governments would have to do literally everything else. Ooh. Everything else. They would get no more funding. And then that's... And get, every state would have to supply its own military. Every state would have to, like, literally... And the states can't do what they have to do now. Yeah. Then they have to be in charge of literally everything else. Literally everything else for the country. They would all have to work together as a collective whole, which they can't even do now. Because you think about it, you go from California to Arizona to Texas to New Mexico... Every single one of those states has different laws for different things. Yeah. They can't yeah. even get together on that. No. So you think you're going to get them together to correlate for it? Yeah, it's just not possible. No, it's And they not. go, but Canada did it. Did you know that the state of California, the, the, simply the state of California alone, has a larger population than the entire country of Canada? Really? Yes. I need to look that up. I don't believe That's that. That's a fucking true fact. That's crazy. Swear to God. No way. Also, the state of California has more people than the entire country of Australia. Just one of our states. So when people sit there and go, oh, why can't, if everybody else can do it, it's because they don't have as many fucking people. Yeah. Now, yes, it would be beautiful. It would be nice. Yeah. But there's too many people. And I've made this argument for a very long time that every single problem 
that the United States faces, that the world faces, truly. But I live in the United States, well, so I'll just talk about the United States. Okay. Every single fucking issue is that the United States has is overpopulation. Yeah. Every single one. Like, you could take a giant chart, right, of all the problems at the top, start narrowing it out, breaking it down. Oh, it's because of this, to this, to this, to this, to this, to this. Every single one's going to come down to overpopulation. There's too many fucking mouths to feed. There's too many people to take care of. There's too many people, like... That's why, can you think about, like, and again, this is horrible. I've had, I've lost family members to cancer. I've lost family members to car accidents. I've lost, on my dad's side of the family, I went to more funerals than I ever did weddings. Well, I grew up through a lot of death. Yeah. Mostly on my father's side of the family, but my mother's side as well. I've seen a lot of people that I've known die. I've had a lot of close friends to me die. In various means. But the thing is, we as humans, we try to take natural selection out of the mix as much as possible. So with cancer, now as horrible as it sounds, right? This is just true. They don't... Okay, this is true. There's more money in treating symptoms than there is curing things. I can believe that. That's why there isn't a cure for legitimately anything. Okay, sorry about that. There was a little bit of a technical difficulty. Fuck me. What was I talking about? About how there's too many people and how you lost about on your dad's side of oh, the yeah, family. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So, the thing is, there's more money in treating things than there is curing them. So, yeah. the thing is, natural selection is natural selection, unfortunately. So that people keep having kids... And increasingly, whenever I see something that the birth rate is down, I go, who the fuck took that study? Yeah. Because every, almost every single person I went to high school with has a fucking child. Pretty much. Like, literally all of them. Yeah. That's... Like, it's official, almost all of them. Mm, yeah. Pretty For me. So, what do, you about, what do you think about, you know, how China had this um, one-child law back then? I think it was, like, back in the 1940s or 1930s where everybody, one family can only had one child. If you had another secret child, the government would take them away from their families and set them up for adoption. It's so hard to tell people what to do. Yeah. You know what I think really is the most realistic? Like, if it was really up to me, I mean, I feel like it should be a cap on two kids in the United States. But the thing is, I think the best thing you could do is educate people. Because you got to think, the higher educated people, like, people give people shit about this is that like the smartest people i know waited a long time to have kids yeah and that's just the logical thing to do the logical thing to do is you shouldn't have kids until you're financially ready financially mentally mature enough yeah because when you're having kids at 18 19 21 what not, are you gonna what that. are you gonna teach your 14 children? 15 16 year olds exactly already having it. yeah and that's what i'm saying like but what ends up happening is mommy and daddy end up raising another child Whoever, you know, one or the other's parents end up raising the other child. Nine times out of ten, the guy abandons the children. Nine times out of ten. Every once in a blue moon, a guy sticks around. Yeah. And then every rare, in even more rare circumstances, the guy sticks around with a woman for the rest of their lives. Extremely rare. That. But. Sad. It's it's true though. Yeah, like it if is we're true. being honest, it's <laughs> fucking true. Well, I mean, during this time around, yeah, these times, it's it's a very rare occasion to see. Oh, it's happened forever. Yeah. But the thing is, 
it happens more now simply because there's more people based on statistics. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It just happens more. And then with the birth of the internet, we know about it more often. Yeah. So the thing is, if people were more educated on birth control, had more access to birth control, condoms were more educated on these things, like, I'm about to be 25 and you're 27, right? Yeah. So how have we made it this far? You know what I mean? Like through very simple means. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's so easy. Like, for for the most part, it's easy to just not... Have a kid. You have a kid. But people do it, and it's just... I don't know. I just... I, what I think is, like, when you're having a kid so young, what are you going to teach your child? How to go to school? How to live at home? You know I, I mean? honestly don't know, because... You have no life experience. A lot of my friends, they just want to have a kid just to have the kid. Right. Just, that's that's Because it. it's a pastime. That's, that's, yeah, I guess to, you know... Why not, right? Yeah, why not? Why not? If I can have it. Like, yeah. honestly, I want to say about half of them, or a, a majority, not, yeah, not a majority, but around half of them, they can honestly care if the guy stays or not. They're like, as long as I have this kid... I can care less. I just want to have this kid. Isn't that is, fascinating? It is fascinating to me. I'm just like, why? Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like, you don't, you think that having a kid is that easy work? It's not. It's just like, it's one of those things like, everything is easier said than done. It is. It is. Because I honestly, you know, I was raised in a Mexican household where I was the youngest, but I took care of everybody. So, of course, everybody was in different age groups. My grandma would, like, take care of our neighbor's babies. But, of course, she would just leave and have me handle the fucking kid. And that's when I realized I never want to have kids, ever. They're a a handful, honestly. They're a lot of work. It's not just, oh, feed them and they're good. No, you got to feed them. You got to burp them. You got to make sure their diapers change. You got to make sure they're comforted. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. So the fact that they're just like, oh, yeah, I'll just uh, give it to my mom. She'll take care of it. I'll just go out. It's just, it's that, mind-blowing. It's, it's, it's a very, right there. <laughs> you've seen those, right? That's so many. So yeah. So fucking many. Yeah. Oh, my mom or my dad or my grandma or my, my friend, grandpa, like, my friend. <laughs> Everybody else is going to raise my kid for me. Yeah. It's fine. It's my as choice. As long as I have but, my kid. Yeah. It's, it's my choice, my body. <laughs> God forbid you have a fucking abortion. But... The thing is, like, people make too many emotional decisions. They do. And I think whenever I meet people that make too many emotional decisions, it shows. You know what I mean? I mean, like, they're easy to get scammed. It's e- They're easy to get scammed, but the thing is, people need to detach. You know what I mean? Like, when you're in the moment... People are too goddamn touchy-feely. Like, this actually leads me into something else, is that there's something wrong with the whole generation of part- of participation trophy kids. You know what I mean? You're picking up what I'm putting down? Even though that's, that's like, the... I don't even know how to explain it, but even though they have those little participation trophies, there's still a lot of, like... The suicide rate, it's it's pretty high. So even though exactly. if you are included, it's not making any difference. It's just... Exactly. I don't... I've always had this thing, like, when someone has raised their entire life being told that they've done a good job, 
and under too much praise. And then they get out in the real world. It's not even that. What it is is that they're coddled. And the thing is, when people are coddled their entire lives, and then they go to college where the colleges continue to coddle them, and then they get into industries where they continue to be coddled, and they end up in these echo chambers of people that have the same ideologies. Like, someone who's a participation trophy kid, I don't know, like, they're like, they don't view the world the way that it is. They look at the world in, like, this overly positive light right and there's something about it that like my instinct is to shit on them (laughs) to like slap them with reality does that make sense because it's like that's not how the world works there yeah little buddy don't be afraid little fella but i'm gonna have to shit on you (laughs) like because it's just something, damn, I, and I wrote down that thought, but I just, I had a really good idea for that. And that's what I wrote, but shit. Sometimes I wish I could just, like, just start spitting out this shit, like, record in the instant, because sometimes, like, I have this really good idea. Kids start hitting record. Yeah. And just put the yeah, uh, little headline. Well, now you know. Ugh. For the future. For the future. Yeah, gross. I can't listen to myself talk. <laughs> I mean, like, even with these podcasts, like, I put it out there and I don't. Mm, you don't even listen no, to it? No, God, no. I'm I not, do. <laughs> I, oh, God, I don't. I can't. It's, Maybe I, I'm I just, conceited. I can't. I can't. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I've accidentally listened to, like, 30 seconds when I add the little theme music at the beginning, but that's about it. No. Okay. I just can't do it. Okay. Uh, it makes me feel so gross. <laughs> I just, ugh. I'm really self-deprecating. So it's like I hear myself talk, and I'm like, God, I'm such a fucking idiot. Oh, my God. I don't know. The fact that anybody listens to this podcast, it it brings a tear to my eye. Why? Because it's just like... Because what? Your voice? uh, No, it's not even that. It's just like I feel like... The way you talk? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) People have told me that they like my voice and stuff like that, but for the most part, I'm just like, mm... Because, again, you know what I mean? Like, how you hear yourself on a recording is not the same way. Well, it's obviously different when you hear it in a recording and then when you hear it yourself. It's, exactly. It's obviously something Because I'm, like, as we're it. speaking, we're hearing it in our heads. Yeah. But when you hear it through a recording, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's natural for you to, like, not like your own voice when you hear it in a recording. So I gross. honestly like it. You like your voice? I like it. Oh, you're the only person ever. I may be conceited, so that's why I think <laughs> I like it. That's why. A little bit of inner narcissism yeah. coming out. Yeah. I guess, I mean, honestly, you have to have some form of narcissism to even want to start a podcast, truthfully. I don't know if it's narcissism. I feel like it's... An ego? It's something. It's not an ego. Because people who are, Maybe like, more really... more informative. Like, mm. trying to let people know your thoughts and see if they Let people know should. how amazing I am. <laughs> I didn't say like, that. What, you know what I mean? I just like, said, I know. you know, ideas basically what you think see if they think anything different i mean honestly if anybody thinks any different it's not it's not going to be negative i mean they can come out negative but it's really how you portray it it's different ideas not everyone's going to have the same idea just because it's different it's a different perspective i guess if like someone hears something that i say and then it like it it, it connects a wire no i'm not fuck if i care (laughs) but i mean my whole life i never cared that's actually something else. I'll talk about that. Hold on. Um, I'll try to remember it. Okay. No, I'm just going to talk about it because I'll forget it. Okay. Like, my entire life, because um, I recently got in trouble at work because 
we have this one account and it's for um, a vacation ownership. It's like a timeshare company. So they're already a rotten company. Because yeah. timeshare people, they, they fuck people over for a living. It's like insurance. Yeah. So you get locked up in these several year contracts. You're forced to pay month by month. It's absurd. So we, we, we do a lot of plumbing and we do air conditioning for their um, main headquarters building. And mind you, I'm not going to say the name of this company because it could come back and bite me in the ass. Yeah. But the thing is with this company, it was like May of last year, May 2020, mm-hmm. and they still had full capacity employees where they had like 150 plus people working in a small confined space. Yeah. And they were just like, no, it's fine. We have to keep working. And I'm like, you know the world is fucking ending. And yeah. you know how many people have shut down? I go, and you think it's fucking okay? This is not. This is the absolute opposite of a, of a um, what were they calling it? Essential business. Yeah, it's This not. is not. This is a vacation ownership That's, where you fuck people over. I would assume that they would be shut down just because not a lot of people can even travel to their destination. They were probably shut down, but they just kept going. Right? So these people are already crooked. And then the general manager, she's a fucking bitch. I'm just going to flat out, she's a fucking bitch. I'm not going to say her name. Yeah. I'm not going to say the company. She's a fucking cunt. Flat out. Like, I can't stand her. Because she's always been, she's very much manipulative and a power freak. Whenever she feels like she's not in control of something, it's so blatantly obvious. It's like she goes off the rails. Because she has to be in control. That's how she got to the position she's in. She's built like Despicable Me. So she looks like an orange with two toothpicks stuck in it. One of my coworkers actually asked if she was pregnant. She's not. And then another guy was like, he, I, I ended up telling him the story about one of our coworkers. And he goes, oh my God. And he's looking at her through like this glass window. And he goes, is she pregnant? I go, no, she's just a fat bitch. And then, um, so the thing I got in trouble for was that I horse around yeah. I laugh too much and apparently and they said this in the most vague way possible that I'm inappropriate on their site. Yeah. And I go, Okay. Well it was the whole thing, the whole complaint was extremely vague. Yeah. And this is the only the second time in four years I've ever been because there's something about most jobs where they attempt to neuter like certain people's behavioral patterns like yeah um the re- one big reason and I was talking to someone about this earlier today one big reason that I fucking love my job is because I can cuss and, and this I'm talking about with my boss and my coworkers yeah okay so with my boss and my coworkers we say whatever the fuck we want yeah. we do whatever the fuck we want yep. but whenever we're around a customer we're professional of course right but we also enjoy our job so god forbid we make a joke and we laugh when something funny happens but this miserable ugly (laughs) witch despicable me bitch like she complained so no shit we pull up on the job after i get told like hey you gotta watch your mouth blah 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 i get bitched at by my supervisor right yeah this is this shit never happens i go are you fucking kidding me whatever fuck her whatever i'm just gonna do the job whatever She's across the parking lot talking with my supervisor, right? My supervisor has to come up, talk to the bitch, talk her down. Yeah. Power freak, whatever. She hates that she can't control us because we're a bunch of grown-ass men fucking doing a hard-ass job. Okay? Yeah. So 
we're clear across the parking lot, like a few hundred feet away, right? Yeah. And we're filling up the truck because we're there to, because uh, their sewer's backed up again. Gross. Because they have the same people. There's very few people working in this building because of the restrictions now. Yeah. This was like within the past couple of weeks. And they keep backing up their sewer and it's always tampons and toilet papers. So there's a couple women in this building that keep flushing their tampons and, t- and paper towels. Or excuse me, it wasn't toilet paper, it was paper towels. Okay. You don't flush that shit. Yeah. Because tampons expand and paper towels don't disintegrate. Yeah. So they keep doing the same shit and they keep calling us back. And I go, you must love spending thousands of dollars for us to keep coming back. I go, because it's not our fault. I clear the drain. And if you clog it up the second I fucking leave, that's your goddamn problem. Oh, that's yeah. not That's not under warranty. Yeah. So we're filling up this truck, right? It's called, it's this big ass jitter truck. It's basically like a glorified power washer for drains to clear the sewers. Yeah. It clears sewers. We use it to clear storm drains, whatever. It's a big machine. Very expensive. We actually have the biggest one in the state of Nevada. Yeah. Very proud. Big dick (laughs) energy. So the thing is, we're filling up. It's me and a couple of my favorite coworkers. And we always laugh and joke, right? Yeah. And we start laughing. And my supervisor later tells me that when we were laughing clear across the parking lot, this bitch said, you see, that's what I'm talking about. God for fucking bid. We have a good time at our job. That's kind of sad on her part. No shit. Yeah. But they're a huge client in a big account that pays us a lot of money. Yeah. So we have to eat that shit on a silver plate. Oh. Right? Yeah. So we do the job or whatever. And what I was ex- like, another point was that, like I said at this job, so I go in, and this might offend people, but I don't give a fuck. This is how we talk to each other. This is my boss, the vice president. <laughs> and he, I walk into the office, <laughs> and I sit down, and he starts typing on his computer, and he looks over at me, and he goes, what's up, fag? <laughs> I just bust out laughing because it's so random and so fucking funny. But the thing is, not only is he my boss, but we're friends. Yeah. So obviously, that shit doesn't offend me. Yeah. I'm like impossible to offend. Yeah. You can't offend me. I don't fucking care. Like, it just doesn't, you know what I mean? It's just hilarious. And I was like, I was like, fuck you. You know what I mean? And then uh, we started talking about what we did that day. But like, that's. The way we talk to each other is just, we're fucking men. We're a bunch of grown-ass men in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and we work, we work, we have an extremely difficult job. Yeah. So let us fucking blow some goddamn steam by talking shit and laughing and having a good fucking time. Yeah, well, it's obviously that, because she, would you say she's power struck, or? She's a power freak. Power freak, yeah. She yeah. obviously she's extreme. She's she has to be in control of everything. She's you a control know, freak people as well. like that have no friends. So oh no, she's she's probably miserable. But probably. the thing is, have you ever heard this expression? Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want to fuck my job and my life up because you're a miserable bitch? Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah. people will do. Yeah. She wants that's... to see you miserable, just yeah. like how she is. So I won't let it happen. Absolutely not. <laughs> I will not let it get to me. I mean, and flat out, I'm going to keep acting the way that I act. I'm not going to talk to her. Like, I literally won't say a word to her. Yeah. But if, like, this bitch literally sat and watched us work, and I looked at her, and I go, I could shut up and sit here and be miserable as her, or I could be my goddamn self and 
my, I know my job won't fire me. Yeah. At the very least, they won't send me there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll flat out tell my boss. I'll tell the supervisor, fucking send somebody else then. Yeah. If I'm a problem, send somebody else. Yeah. But guess what? I'm the only one who runs that fucking truck. I'm the one person trained on that truck. So guess what? Fucking take the time to train somebody else. Yeah. And then, fuck it. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna be me. Yeah. And this is the first job I've ever had where I get to be me. I get to express my personality in the way that I want to. And that's why I fucking love it. That's why I love my boss. I love my coworkers. I love my... Everybody's great. Literally everybody's great. Like, there's a couple of people that, you know, a little bit of a pain in the ass, but that's any job ever. Yeah. But for the most part, I like nine out of the ten people that I work with. Oh, I envy you. It's just, not a lot of people can say that. No. no. That's why, like, honestly, our job is so fucking hard. And we had um, one of the helpers, he, he was working with us for like a few months. I think he made it to the end of the summer. And we were laughing and joking about something. And he goes, I got to be honest with you guys. He goes, if you guys weren't so fucking funny and weren't such, like, cool people, I would have fucking quit this job already. Yeah. Because the job's fucking hard. Yeah. But what makes it bearable is we have a good fucking time while we're miserable. And that's, like, so powerful. Like, that's actually, like, people in the military would understand that. Is because you're just, like, constantly miserable in the military. But if you're with cool people, it makes it bearable. Yeah. So... You know what I mean? I've been working in acts that are 170 degrees in the summertime. Like, uh, I got to sit in that attic for 8, 9, 10 hours while I install an AC system. So it's just like, shit's not easy. It's hard. But I love it. Because I like the people that I work with. Yeah. Aw. Yeah, because the first company I worked for, I probably would have gave it up because I fucking hated him. But the owner was a complete prick and I was pretty sure that he beat his wife so I was like I can't be in this environment this is so toxic yeah so wonder where that was I was there for like a whole 30 days and then I quit and thankfully I found the company that I'm with now that was the only job I've actually ever quit without giving notice I always I would always do the professional thing but this guy yeah no yeah I just flat out told him I was like dude I quit fuck this (laughs) I'm not no at least you told him I Oh, thank God. I think it picked it all up. <laughs> Fuck. I'm sorry about that. You so could. you said you walked out of the job and the manager yeah, was Yeah, honestly, I just, like, clocked in for work. She was telling me all this other you shit You just to clocked do. in? I just clocked in for work. And she was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to, uh, what'd she say? I'm going to need you to um, come the night shift. I'm like, you want me to work the morning shift, clock out, come back, like, two cool. hours later. Sorry about that, folks. Again, piece of shit laptop. Okay, here we go. So they wanted you to clock out. No. Clock in. So she wanted me to work the morning shift. After I was done with my morning shift, she want, she wanted me to go do the night shift and close up the store. How the fuck is a cashier going to close up the store? You had no was, keys or anything I had, like no, that? No, she was going to give me the keys. Uh-huh. Bruh. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> this fucking piece of shit. God damn. I'm sorry to everybody. Can I'm going to have to get a new laptop because... Fuck. Gonna have to start saving my money now. Ow. So, well, you were 17? I was and 17. And they wanted you? So, it was only me and the janitor she wanted me to close with. I'm just like, you're fucking kidding me. She's like, yeah, you think I'm kidding? I'm like, okay. I just literally walked out. And she was like, where are you going? I'm going home. 
like I'm not dealing with this. What sucks about it is at that time she was a new manager for about a month and when I walked out the next day my old manager called me and he was like, Hey, I got you transferred to this new to this new store that I'm at. I'm like, Yeah. I walked out. He was like, when did you walk out? I'm like, I walked out literally yesterday. He's like, you should have just held on for another day. He's like, because I wanted you transferred to this other store that he was transferred. I just couldn't do it, to be honest with you. She was, like you said, she was on, what do you call it? What did you just say about that lady on a power strike, power? Power trip. Power trip. She was on a power trip just because I guess she knew my family. I've never seen her in my life. But she knew my family for some reason. My ass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, she knew my dad. So. Mm. Yeah. I'm not going to go into that. You're very subtle. And, um, yeah. So, she was she was a total cunt, honestly. She didn't want to do shit as a new manager. She just stayed in the fucking little security room. Um, didn't, couldn't care too she didn't give a shit. Didn't give a shit, to be honest with you. Who fucking walked in, stole, took some shit, and walked out. She didn't care at all. Like, literally, there was this old old grandma came in with, like, a black bag, empty, obviously, comes out, like, in the fucking store, just walking everywhere, leaves with this big-ass full black bag. And I'm just like, are you fucking serious? And she's like, it's okay. We'll just put it for loss prevention. I'm like, okay. What the fuck? It's probably because it's not coming out of your fucking pocket, I guess. But whatever. I mean, she was right. It was the company. But still, like. But that's who you fucking work for. Yeah. If the company fails, you're out of a job. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I'm just. And and it was around the ghetto neighborhood. It was on, like. Yeah, it was in. It was in a ghetto neighborhood. Yeah, in the hood. So. And it just. It just irked me because she. She would take, like, every other cashier, put them in the back, put them in the stocks, and I would be, like, the only one running the front, and it just sucked. So ass. Yeah, it was just, I honestly, I didn't want to make it any worse, because what I was thinking is just, just fucking tear up the whole fucking place. But I was like, I'm going to get arrested, so let me not do that. Yeah, and then they'll charge you for it. Yeah, so I was like, let me just do, just fucking walk out. That's it. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I'm like, What a power move. Yeah, (laughs) not even, I was... It was on emotion. I was like, mm. I'm going to hit this woman. I need to leave. I can't be around You're her. You're fucking 17. How else are you supposed to like? I don't expect you to be perfect. It's, I don't want that. any charges either. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> but I'm glad I did because I found another job and it was I stayed there for about five years. So. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That, me- that was meant to happen. <sighs> she was meant to push you over the edge and then you just fucking say fuck it i guess i mean if it wasn't for her honestly i probably wouldn't would have been there for a lot longer see that's what i'm saying it was the universe works in strange ways <sighs> i suppose mm. i suppose you know what i mean i suppose like i had um one example is that i used to work at a restaurant you know what fuck them i worked at the fucking cracker barrel right <laughs> Ew. and it was the one that opened up on Craig. It was brand new. Yeah. And the thing was, I was a pretty goddamn good server. And I opened the restaurant. I was a part of the team that literally opened the fucking restaurant. Yeah. And we opened this restaurant. We're open for about a month and a half, right? So the business is fucking through the roof. Because it's a new restaurant. It's only the second Cracker Barrel in Las Vegas. There's only two. And it's on, like, because they built the one by the Silverton Casino, and then they built this one in North Las Vegas. So there's one on each end of town, Yeah. Right? 
So they build these fucking things and business is insane. This one day, I was always getting bitched at for the way I was, like for my personality. Yeah. I cuss, I joke around, I'm hard on people, I'm like, I'm a lot of fucking things and I'm not perfect. Yeah. Out of all the things I am, I'm not fucking perfect, Nobody flat is. out. So, I remember there was this one day, I was so stressed out, and we're not, and at this time, we were making $7 an hour. There ended up being a lawsuit and they gave us an extra dollar an hour, but like, yeah. Cracker Barrel is the most crooked fucking business on the planet Earth. And I think all the way up until like 2004, they were still prejudiced in their hiring. Oh. Like, they wouldn't hire black people all the way up till 2004. Wow. Oh my God, this fucking laptop. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> don't do that. I don't think it picked up any. Oh no. Well, oh, look at that. Well, I'll go fuck myself. Like I was fucking saying before this cunt ass laptop. We're going to end this pretty goddamn soon because okay. this is. I'm going to. Th- set this thing on fire after i post this but the thing was up until like 2003 2004 i want to say until the supreme court ruled it literally all the way went out all the way up to the supreme court cracker barrel was like you have to hire everybody yeah you have to hire all demographics so another reason fuck the cracker barrel so really shitty day i was having wasn't making any fucking money my tips were dog shit and i had like six tables and I go, fuck this. And I screwed something up. And I had to go to, like, kind of the back area where we input orders. Yeah. And I go to put in an order or fix whatever I fucked up. And I talk to myself. And in this exact tone, I went, fuck. And I was like, because I was pissed at myself. So I'm fixing or doing whatever the fuck it was that I was doing, right? Yeah. And then this fucking faggot next to me. He wasn't even an actual manager. He was a trainer. Yeah. And he was helping some other fucking idiot server that, like, just couldn't get their shit together. And he goes, I'm sorry, what did you say? I go, I'm sorry, I wasn't fucking talking to you. Yeah. I go, I was talking to myself. And he goes, what did you say? I said, I said, fuck Mario. I go, have you ever heard that word before? That's what fucking men say. We say fuck. Is that okay with you? I go, and I really don't give a fuck what you have to say, because I'm not having a good fucking day. Yeah. You know what I mean? How about you go fuck yourself? Like, I didn't say that, but I thought that, and I go, I said fuck, Mario. Yeah. I said fuck. I go, is that okay? No, it's not okay. Yeah. And he goes, that's it. Come with me. We're going to go talk to the managers. I go, ah, what the fuck ever. I go, I'll go over there once I finish this. No, you're coming with me right now. I go, fuck you. How about that? I go, once I'm done putting this in, I'll go. So I finished doing what I was doing, yeah. and then we wa- we go over there, and he busts in the manager's office, right? Mm-hmm. And they were clearly having like a fucking serious discussion about something. Yeah. And who's in there? The shift manager, the current manager on the floor, yeah. and the general manager oh. are all in there. Yeah. And he busts open that door without fucking knocking, and they look at him like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. And... He goes, why don't you fucking, or no, he doesn't say that. He goes, why don't you explain to them why you can't stop cussing? And he shuts the door as I'm in the room and he leaves, right? Okay, fuck this laptop thoroughly. So I go, I look at them and they look at me and they go, "What happened?" almost with a look of really again, but I didn't know. It must have been the like, because Cracker Barrel had a no cursing policy. 
Oh. And they could shove that firmly up their ass. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I go, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Are we not adults? Because yeah. that's what adults do. We occasionally cuss. Yeah. So, and especially when you're passionate. You know what I mean? Like when you're, whatever, you're experiencing serious emotion. So, they look at me and they go, so what's the problem? And I go, he heard me under my breath saying to myself, fuck. And they go, you know, you can't do that. I go, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I couldn't cuss at myself. Yeah. And they go, you're not supposed to cuss at all at work. I go, really? And I said, you know what? Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I go, I didn't realize we were children. (laughs) I go, last time I checked, I pay bills. Yeah. I'm an adult. I've only been in the army how many fucking years? I go, this is pretty goddamn ridiculous. And then I get in this heated argument. I'm like... And then they go, well, you can't fucking blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, fuck that. And, da, da, da. and I was really pissed that day because when I went into work that day, I only had two shifts for the week. Ooh. I had two shifts and they were like two six hour shifts and I was fucking livid. So I was already pissed about that. Right. Yeah. I have all this shit going against me and I'm fucking arguing. I'm like literally so angry. I'm almost in fucking tears. I'm like, no, fuck that. It's fucking bullshit. Da, 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 da. Like people are like about to like knock on the window and they see us like going at it and they're like, Ooh, and then they keep going. Right. And I'm like, da, 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 and this fucking da, 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 da. And don't even talk about that shit. Cause you know, the blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm fighting with all three of them. They're all oh, lighting my ass up nice. and I'm firing back. And I'm like, and I'm like fucking 19 or 20. And I'm like, this fucking bullshit. Da, 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 da. And I'm like going back and forth and back and forth. And we, we go at it. And I had six tables out there for like 10, 15 minutes. <gasps> we're going at it. Yeah. And I'm like, da, 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 and this, that, and the other. And why the fuck do I only have two days? I'm one of the top goddamn servers. Da, 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 this horse shit. I gotta act like a fucking bitch at this job. You know what I mean? I was like, I can't even fucking cuss. Yeah. Trying to fucking neuter me. And da, da, da. And I went on this whole thing. And you know what? I walked out of there. Guess what happened? What? I had five shifts that week. I got five shifts that week. And it, I had some goddamn respect. Nice. Yep. Nice. I worked I mean, that job for, for three yourself. months. And I think the fact, yeah, and I think they respected me for that. Because I I wasn't going to go down like a bitch. I'm going down fucking flames. Yeah. (laughs) Hell no. I was so goddamn mad. But damn, there's so much shit I want to talk about where we're coming up on an hour and this fucking piece of shit. Oh, this laptop. Jesus Christ. I'm just, I'm so sick of this. The fucking, something about the external storage is slow. I'm sorry to everybody who's going to hear this. You know, not everything is perfect. We don't live in a perfect world did my best with what I had in this piece of shit laptop. Is there anything you'd like to say? No, no, no. I'm good. Thank you so much for for doing this again. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I love you all, and I appreciate you all. You don't even understand. So we will be back again next week. Bye-bye.